me sweet little Bryce. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me Bryce. So what we like to do is just go into the inner sanctum, the inner psyche of Bryce Gibbs, a man who's played over 260 AFL games, has pretty much done it all. Jason Norton Francis is one who you know really well as well. You've got a personal relationship. You were had a strong hand in his development at South Adelaide last year. The talk has been so varied across the last sort of two or three weeks about Jason Horn Francis, not just about his future, but what's happening on field, etc. Um, some very, very interesting comments from former number one pick Jack Watts, who spoke via a Herald Sun podcast recently. If, if I'm him, you, I'd be getting out of there, yeah. personally. And, and I think... But you didn't. Well, I didn't, exactly. And that's why I'd, I'd probably say, you know, it didn't really turn Should out have. great for me. Really yeah. did it. So, you know, it, it's... It's a tough one, and just the amount of pressure he's under. Anything he does or, you know, if you pick 76 and he, you like yeah. A, yeah. a tweet <laughs> yeah. or you like a something, or no one yeah. no one cares. But um, yeah. And, you know, even the thing with Todd Goldstein, yeah. that probably happens five yeah. times at every other club. No, but because it it's doesn't. Him. Some really interesting points there. There's a lot going on, and North Melbourne champion SEN's very own David King had this to say on SEN Breakfast yesterday. And what this does is it creates other discussion pieces. If this is overwhelmingly too much at the moment, well, then it creates another discussion. Well, how do you go back to Adelaide, a two-team town, and cost two first-round draft picks and play for $800,000 a year and accept that same pressure that comes Mm. with that? So there's there's discussion pieces everywhere with this. I don't agree with it. Discussion pieces galore. Perception versus reality. Your take on the situation, Bryson. What is this kid like? How would he be dealing with it? Because everything, it's its a rough time of the year as well. As you know, it's mid-season. So we're probably waiting another month or so until we genuinely know what the finals are going to shape up like. So its it's not a good time to make a headline because it probably does get elevated just a little bit more. But he is in the headlines. He's been well spoken about, hasn't he, for, for a lot of the year and... And it, it is it is right. Like naturally, that he is the number one draft pick. Extra eyes, extra pressure are going to be on him. That's just the way it is. Um, so I want to talk a bit about his mindset leading into the draft. So the year I spent with him at South Adelaide, I watched him closely. I worked with him closely, and I was always a, a shoulder to lean on if he needed it. He didn't he didn't need it too much. He was pretty pretty level headed, and and he, and he was pretty determined in what he wanted to do. So with the pressure with the speculation that he could be going number one, he handled it very, very well. He had, obviously, the media talking about him weekly. Uh, on a Saturday, teams would come after him in terms of trying to rough him up a little bit, get under his skin, um, which for a 17, 18-year-old, I think he handled it very, very well. Uh, and he was very determined to, to go number one. I think he, he said himself that that's what he wanted to achieve, and he, he achieved that. So that, that comes with some pressure and that, that comes with a bit of external pressure. And he handled it very well. Now he's been drafted number one. He's at a club that is struggling. He's a competitor. He wants to win at all costs, which is a fantastic thing. He, he wants things to happen quickly. Yeah. And off the back of this, we've seen him be frustrated on game day. Um, he's had some things where he... He wanted to come home, didn't tell the club. All all these things that that have been publicly spoken about and publicly spoken about at length. With putting his contract on hold, that again brings a different sort of pressure. And, And it is tough. It is tough. He would be getting his head around this new pressure. And 
everyone reacts to it differently. And he, he would be struggling at times. So one, my question would be, how's the support? What's the support like he's getting from the club, first and foremost? He's obviously, he's very close with his family. So I know they get over as much as they can. And as you said, he's, I think they've got the buy this week. So there's no doubt he'll be, he'll be coming home to spend some time with them, which we hope that he's asked the club and got permission for <laughs> because uh, that, that'll create another headline. But he's a family man. He's close with his family. And I, I just, I'm wondering about what sort of support he's getting over there at the moment because he would be going through some things and, and, it, and it certainly is tough. So although it's different pressures to what it was leading into the draft, he needs some help with this as well. He's an 18-year-old kid. He's moved from a small country town in Adelaide to the bright lights of Melbourne. It is a big adju adjustment. And with the competitive streak in him, him wanting to win and him wanting to win now, um, it's going to take some time to get used to it. And, and he's still learning his craft as a football player. He's still learning the ropes, what it takes to be an AFL player, what standards he needs to set, how he needs to behave. He, un he needs to understand everybody is watching him with everything he does. So with that, yeah. when he liked that tweet or liked the photo, if he chooses to do something like that, there is going to be backlash one way or the other. Right, wrong or indifferent. I mean, in the big scheme of things, it's not that big a deal, but it's going to generate conversation. It's going to generate opinions. It's going to cause discussions. So... He's have never had to worry about that in his life up until now. And until he learns that and gets educated through that, you don't know what you don't know, I suppose, do you? No. So with all that being said, the media scrutiny, is it fair or is it part of the package of being a number one pick? It comes with the territory, unfortunately, whether you like it or not. But what it, what it does do, and it, it was really good for me, it, it creates resilience in you. So when, when you're not going so well or your team's not going so well and you've, you feel like the media's coming after you, externally people are talking about you, it thickens your skin. And I went through some similar stuff in my first couple of years in terms of going to a Carlton who were down the bottom of the ladder. You know, my form, if I probably wasn't at Carlton, there's no doubt I would have been dropped on form and, and had a spell in the twos and... All those sort of things that were spoken about, I, looking back, later on in my career, I was better for it. And it made me more resilient and it, and it made me have thicker skin when, when people would um, have an opinion on, on how you're going form-wise or how you, your team's going. Uh, and I have no doubt Jason's in a similar position and he will be better for this experience, whether it doesn't seem like it at the moment, but it, it, he certainly will. Mm. Well, get involved this morning, 0427154166. Uh, your take on the Jason Horn Francis situation, the media scrutiny, is it fair? Is it not? Um, because it's been an absolute roller coaster and a, a tornado of different things that have emerged or have been thrown at Jason Horn Francis over the past probably month, I'd say, four or five weeks. And like David King said, it's not going to go away anytime soon, uh, particularly the longer that he doesn't sign and then it's going to continue if he does for whatever reason, come back home in the, in the near future. And, and it's a different beast here in Adelaide. Obviously, being in Melbourne, um, it's, it's heavy scrutiny, but there's a lot more teams. So the scrutiny might only last a week or two and then it moves on to someone else. But here in Adelaide, yep. two-team town, that's all people talk about, especially mm. 
in the media over here. So it's Port of the Crows and, and that's it. So it, it is, it's certainly a different beast in, in terms of what it, it throws up in that space. But, um, I mean, whether he stays at North Melbourne or, or he doesn't, like for, for the rest of his career, he's going to be spoken about more often than not because of where he went in the draft. Sounds like someone who uh, lived that uh, lifestyle. Did your name get mentioned a couple of times in the news cycles while you're playing for the Crows, did it? Uh, yeah, I think so, from memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't you just block it out? <laughs> didn't you just ignore it? Exactly, a thicker skin, like I said. <laughs>